Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord God, you have caused the Holy Scriptures to be written for the nourishment of your people. Grant that we may hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that, comforted by your promises, we may embrace and forever hold fast to the hope of eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. I think everyone here can guess what I'm going to talk about again. But those on the radio may not have heard the reading. Today we read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just going to read a little bit from the front, starting at 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all of the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Last week, we talked about gifts and how those gifts are so different but come from the same place. And Paul continues in this reading, in this letter, to talk about that and to talk about it in a way that's a little amusing. He says, if the body was all an eye, well, that just wouldn't work. I really do like this because it makes us think about what part of Christ are we? What gift did he give us and how does that represent? At a council meeting, we were asked to brainstorm that. We were asked to identify the different parts of the body and then who on the council represented that part of the body. And it was a very interesting thing for me because I always just assume that I'm the voice because I sing, but other people assume other things. So it's, it's a good, it's a good uh, uh, practice to think about often on what body of Christ are you? But today I also wanted to talk about the differences that Paul writes about here. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We were all made of one spirit. We all know people who are different than us. Not everybody is Lutheran. But guess what? They're still Christian. They're still made of Christ. They're still of the same spirit. And Pastor Karen's talked about this before. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. Not everybody is, is right as long as not everybody's thinking is correct or the only way. There, there's many ways to be right. And, and, and really, there's just kind of big ways to be wrong is when you don't accept that there are many ways to be right. That's what I was trying to get out there. I really like to think about that as well, that, that this body of Christ doesn't look like me because I'm just a part of it. If the whole body of Christ just looked like me, it wouldn't be the body of Christ. It, 
It just wouldn't. It could be a different skin tone. It could be a different religion. It could be from a totally different part of the world that speaks a different language because Christ is everywhere. There's a part at the end that I wanted to talk about as well, so I'm going to read it. Starting at verse 29. He's just said that Christ has made all these things. And then Paul goes on to ask, Are all prophets... Are all apostles, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but strive for the greater gifts. He's hitting that point again. We can't all do the same thing because there are so many things to be done and we couldn't do them all. Yes, if we all were wonderful singers, that would sound wonderful, But you can't have everybody be the choir. You need someone to listen. You need someone to direct. You need someone to play the piano. Not everybody can be the pastor. Who would be listening to the preaching if everybody was preaching? We all have a part to play. And we need to recognize the parts that other people play and what we do. And how can we work together for this greater gift? Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for making us the body of Christ. Thank you for the eyes and the ears and the mouths and the noses across this entire world that are you. Let us recognize what others' gifts are and let us reflect on what ours are and how we can all work together for the greater gifts. Amen. Welcome the gospel together. Near the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, he visits his hometown of Nazareth. In the words of Isaiah, he states and claims his identity, purpose, and mission. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He enrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
so whenever I look at this text, I always think it'd be really fun to read it and say, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, and sit down. Um, be interesting sometime to see how we handled that. But it is part of, of um, my calling to preach. And, and yeah, we all have different rules. I loved, I loved when you said, Amanda, um, we can't all be me about yourself. And I, and I thought to myself, yeah, you know, if we were all me, it would be really irritating. And <laughs> there's so much mission that, that resurrection does together that wouldn't be happening. So um, it, it, it is important for us to claim those gifts and claim the gifts of our brothers and sisters in community and nourish those gifts. But I'm going to go back to Jesus calling here. This is the beginning of his public ministry. In Luke, the, the way uh, Luke relays the, the story of Jesus and Jesus' um, uh, calling and ministry. He's, he's baptized and the Spirit speaks to him. He goes into the wilderness and the Spirit tends to him. And then here he is, and this is his, his uh, public ministry where um, uh, he is teaching and preaching and he gets up and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the Spirit is, and it even says in 14, then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee. So this is really a summary in Luke of what Jesus is going to be about in his public ministry in Luke. You got it captured right here. It's going to be Spirit-filled, and it's going to be about bringing good news to the poor, proclaiming release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, which referred to a Lord, uh, the, the Jubilee year, um, which is thought probably didn't ever actually happen, but it's, it's uh, when the, the 50th year when uh, property that's been leased or... or um, uh, lent or somehow endowed to another person is returned to the original owners, debts are forgiven, and the land is allowed to go fellow because even the land needs a break. This is, this is caring for creation right here. The, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So if we don't believe that it actually happened, that they honored the Jubilee year every 50 years, then it becomes a matter of Jesus saying, now it is. It's present. It's present. It's here now. This is going to be shocking. Because although people might like him as a preacher, that's claiming a whole heck of a lot of authority. Um, one of the things I like about this text is I get to talk about linguistics. In linguistics, I took a whole course on this. There's um, a speech, um, a, a use of speech. It's called a speech act. Guess what a speech act is? It's an act that is accomplished in speaking. 
So while we can speak about, if I say I run, I'm talking about an action. If I say I pronounce you man and wife, or whatever variation of that, I pronounce you. Me pronouncing you is the action. We cut, you know, see somebody cut a ribbon at the opening of a building. I pronounce this building open. Karen does it for us at the beginning of council meetings. I call this meeting to order. By saying those words, I call this meeting to order. That is the action, right? Calling to order. Well, in order to accomplish something with your speech, you have to be given a certain amount of authority. Because not just everybody can pronounce people married. Well, I mean, they can say it, but it doesn't accomplish it. And not just anybody can call the council meeting to order. Or they can say it, but it won't accomplish it. Right? We have to have the authority to make that proclamation. And that authority may come from, from ordination, from our profession, from a role that we're elected to. But there has to be pretty much consensus that we get to, we get to do something with those words and accomplish something with those words. Jesus gets his authority but bypasses the powers that be. Where does Jesus' authority come from? It's in verse 14. Uh-huh. And it specifically says here, filled with the power of the Spirit. That's where Jesus' authority comes from. Filled with the power of the Spirit. It comes from the Father to the Spirit to Jesus and Jesus proclaims the year of the Lord. And guess who gets it next? We do. We do because in proclaiming, proclaiming the year of the Lord, proclaiming good news, the action is also endowing us with that same spirit, that same spirit into which we're baptized, and filling us with that same calling. Now, this is also about shifting from in Nehemiah. Nehemiah, one of my favorite prophets. Nehemiah, um, they read from Scripture and talked about what had happened and what was going to happen. And then we, we also had this law about the, the year of Jubilee. And it was some sort of, in the future, when the Messiah comes, it'll all be rosy. It is very tempting to look at this proclamation that Jesus makes and still see it as some time to come. Something that is going to be fulfilled in the future. But by saying today, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, he's making it present. Part of our task is to 
see these places where the poor, and he's talking about economically poor, and those who are poor in any number of other ways where they can't meet their needs. They can't live a healthy life. We're responsible for looking to see where are people poor? And what is the good news that we, we claim to trust it? Because faith isn't about saying, oh, I'm in denial that there are still poor people. It's about having hope in the face of it, right? It's about saying, I trust God's word. That if God sent the Spirit to be upon Jesus, to proclaim good news to the poor today, that means that's something real for today. That something real has to live in us. That's what we're called to hear and receive in this, in this passage. Release to the captives. Whom in our midst is captive? Literally captive? Fairly or unfairly? And this we have to look at. Well, okay, there may be people that we separate from society for specific reasons, for the safety of society. But those are brothers and sisters too. Those are also full members of the body of Christ. Those are also entitled to the full measure of God's love. From what do they need to be released? Even if we can't release people from serving a sentence, can we release them from abuse that we know happens in the correctional system? Anybody who thinks that going to jail is pretty and easy, talk to me afterwards. It's not. Sight to the blind. Who's not hearing? Who's not seeing? Whose health is at risk? And what is it that we're called to do about it? And let the oppressed go free. All of us, all of us, even if we don't have the authority to make a speech act, I just know all of us here have some authority over other people. There are always going to be people that by virtue of our actions are being oppressed. If the Spirit called Jesus to proclaim, to let the oppressed go free, what is that compulsion for us? Today. Now, Jesus says today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, and next week we'll hear about how everybody got mad. Um, and I, the other thing I think would be really fun, besides reading this text and just sitting down, I also think it'd be really fun sometime to just hand somebody the scroll and let them preach. Um, I think it'd be fun. You might not think it'd be fun, but... Uh, um, there's a lot in here that says the fullness of God's grace is present 
in each of us, in each of us as the church and in each of us in that we're fully nourished to be called into who we're created to be. So what needs to happen today, today, in your life, in your heart, in the way that you treat other people, in your awareness of other people, in your faithing, faith is a verb, by the way, in your faithing, to live this. Because when the gospel is proclaimed, it's a living thing. When we share the gospel, it's a living thing. Christ is present with us. So the spirit is moving among us. What's it doing in you today? Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Please join me as we recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, he was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in, in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. You reveal yourself to us in the reading of Scripture. Fulfill your word through the faithful witness of your church. Send us out to bring your liberating good news to all people. God of grace, hear our, our prayer. prayer. All creation proclaims your handiwork. Teach us to love the intricate and beautiful bodies that you have created. Bless tiny insects, enormous whales, and every creature in between. Sustain species at risk of extinction. God of grace, hear our prayer. You desire that there be no dissension among us. We are all divided into society, nation, or world. Come quickly to reunite us into one body. Ease conflict, dispel violence, and bring an end to war. We specifically lift up Ukraine, pleading for your peaceful presence. God of grace, hear our prayer. Anoint with your spirit all who seek your favor. Grant provision and justice for people living in poverty, people living with disability, those living with pain, those living under oppression, especially those in Ethiopia and Yemen. God of grace, 
Build up the body of Christ in this place. Bless the variety of ministries in the congregation, especially those who serve on council. Empower us to freely welcome and deeply value each person who enters into worship and ministry among us. God of grace. You come to us through those you call to positions of leadership. We pray for Presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Table of Grace Bethel. Grant wisdom to all, inform all ministries. God of grace. And for what else do the people of God pray? For your presence in Samoa, both for comfort and for relief efforts. For those who are depressed, lonely, otherwise isolated. In Thanksgiving, we lift be, we lift before you the saints for whom we promise for whom the promise of salvation has now been fulfilled. Tend to those who mourn. Bring us together in your everlasting glory. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us in our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world. In the name of Christ, our light. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The mission of Resurrection Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. May God, who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and who calls you by name, bless your going out and your coming in today and forever. Amen. Let us sing. Christ into a weary world, share the good news. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.